Good evening, folks. Great to see you tonight. I'm Mark. I'm the lead pastor here at Barrable Hills, and I'm going to invite soon our three friends uh, to share uh, up here. And uh, before that, though, I just wanted to uh, just to make a little comment, uh, just give some context of what is going to happen tonight. So every sort of four to six weeks, we use our Sunday nights. We also do this in the morning across both campuses here at Barrable Hills and at Moorlap, where we get Sometimes an individual, sometimes a couple. Some, uh, tonight we've got three people that are going to share a story. And it's, it's, these stories are great ways for us to be able to share about what God is doing amongst our church community. It's always great to hear from Pastor Matt or, or others uh, that are the pastors as such. But one, one thing that is really great uh, is when we can hear from others because God is at work and he's doing some great stuff amongst uh, you and we love to be able to do that. And the reason why we do that is because, and, and even Matt sort of alluded to a little bit of that on that video around our, our posture, our heart towards worship. And a way to worship God is by giving our thanks, thanksgiving. I know uh, there's a theologian and a, a bishop from uh, the UK called N.T. Wright, and he writes a lot about this, and he also preaches about this as well, about living a life of thanksgiving. And when you live a life of thanksgiving, what happens is you have a life of thanks living. And worship and giving thanks to God and showing gratitude uh, is part of that. So being a Christian is obviously uh, a part of, you know, you saw from the video, Matt talking about our, our worship, our posture towards him. So living a life of gratitude and, and thankfulness uh, comes out of when we hear stories, when we hear what God is doing in someone's life. And, and we love to do this here. I know uh, probably four or five weeks ago, we got to hear from Moen and he shared his story, what God did in his life and, and through uh, just through the rescue of, of God and it, God's grace um, as we're able to take him out of a, a life um, in Iran and uh, what God's done in his life was powerful. And tonight we're going to hear from our uh, three interns. We've actually got five interns. They're going to jump up in a second. I'm just going to talk a little bit about our interns. I can't take any credit for these guys. These guys are amazing. All five of them are. You're going to hear from three tonight, which is going to be amazing. It's going to be a really great opportunity again to, to give thanks to God, to be like, oh, God, you're good. It's so good hearing about what you're doing in the lives of our young people. They're going to come up in a second. But just a little bit about our internship. For, for some of you who may be new or visiting or not heard about our internship, uh, well, I've been in the role now here for three months. So I didn't know much about the internship either. So I'm still learning a little bit. But I've been able to, to get a bit of an idea. So our interns who started at the start of the year, they chose uh, to nominate themselves as volunteers as such uh, to be an intern. And what that uh, meant was that they would, on a Sunday afternoon every second week, head down to our Moolap campus and also be joined by some young adults from Church by the Bay. So Dave Rock, who heads the church down there, has got a number of great young adults. So our guys and uh, their crew get together and they have input sessions, which is wonderful. But also on top of that, all of our interns have a supervisor, someone that oversees them in a ministry place. So these guys are going to share a little bit about that tonight, about what God is doing amongst their ministry placement. But also they have a mentor or someone who actually gives input, someone that they can share with, someone they can talk about what God is doing. Maybe it might be personal stuff in their life. So it's, it's, there's a great formation for these guys. There's a great apprenticeship. And this is really powerful. And this is something that we get to, to 
tonight hear these guys reflect about what God is doing in their lives. So I'm going to invite our three interns up, uh, which are scattered across the front here, and we'll put our hands together for these guys. Thanks, guys. And I'll get you guys to introduce yourselves when you come up. Big shout out as well. Um, I reckon we can give a round of applause for these guys a bit more. That was pretty ordinary. Really wrapped to uh, be able to have these guys up. A big shout out as well. I know John O'Broadband, he has a, a lot to do with our uh, interns. And Kia Scott, who's one of our older young adults, graduated intern from years back. He also is involved uh, heavily with these guys and does a great job uh, supporting and encouraging and creating great uh, pathways uh, for these guys to develop and like I said, part of their apprenticeship. But I want to get you guys to introduce yourselves and just talk about what area you're serving in this year. Sweet. Thanks, Mark. Um, hey, guys, I'm Josh. Um, Jess and I co-lead the youth ministry at the moment. And, yeah, we've been heading that up since the beginning of this year. Mark, we, he oversees us. He's our big boss dog. So, yeah. <laughs> boss dog. I've never been called that before. I don't know if that's a good thing, but uh, good on you, Millsy. And, yeah, like I mentioned, two other interns, which is Jess Box and uh, Christopher, who's over in Japan at the moment. He's over there doing a training uh, for some mission stuff that he's doing and then a placement in Japan, um, which is amazing as well. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Megan, and I'm currently based out at the Moolap campus, helping Jono out with the kids' ministry program out there. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> I'm George. Um, I am in the kids' ministry helping Sally, who's just awesome. And yeah, just Sunday mornings with kids' men. And yeah, that's where I am. So good. Well, thanks, uh, guys. We're really uh, looking forward to hearing from you guys tonight. Share a bit. So, Josh, uh, you grew up in the church, and I'd love for you just to share a little bit about uh, your journey and, uh, yeah, what your life was like uh, growing up here at One Hope. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm 22 years old, and I've been in this church for, for 22 years. So um, I've been coming in here a long time. My mum, dad, um, I think there's a photo that's going to come up. Mum, dad, sister, cousins, aunts, uncles have come here. Some still go here. Some go to different churches. But yeah, my nana, it's, yeah, I've got a few generations in this church. So yeah, I'm blessed to have that. I'm a product of the people that I've been around. Um, through those formational years of being about 15, when you're in the youth min, um, you're a youth kid and um, everyone kind of drops away, I stuck around and... Um, Blokes like Sam Hicks, Robbie Spicer, Steve Wright, um, Mark spoke into my life and I guess I had a bunch of people praying for me. So, yeah, I'm a product of the people that have been around and, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. We don't take any credit for that moustache or mullet, though, Millsy. That's all your own doing, mate. Um, got a round of applause, man. <laughs> Come on. Um, but Josh, it's something that we actually heard uh, during the week. We were a little birdie, which I'm not sure how we found this out. But you're a, you venture over to your uh, grandmother's, your nan's house, and what do you do there? You're not just over there stealing scones and cordial, are you? There's uh, there's something quite intentional that you're doing when you go visit nan. Yeah, my nana Jenny, she's lovely. She comes to the Barrow AM service. Um, Mum told me to go over and fix her foxtail and I went over and um, had dinner with her and yeah, just spent a bit of time chatting to her. I know the encouragement it is for me to spend a bit of time with her. I like Megan models that well. I know Jess spends amazing time with her family, George as well. I'm, I'm not the only one that does this sort of thing, but yeah, I just really think it's important for that intergenerational mingling to occur. Like Nana's spent her life being a Christian and has a lot to say. 
and a lot to impart into me. So I think, yeah, um, seeking a bit of that. And yeah, like Nana leads our family so well. She, um, yeah, leads all the grandchildren. She leads Bible studies. She does prayer nights. She's a great example of a bit of steadfast faith. So yeah, spending time with her is it's a good thing. I reckon. Awesome. I love that word Josh used it this morning, intergenerational mingling. I don't know if it's uh, in the dictionary or anything, but I like it and I'm going to steal it. And uh, I talked about a church picnic, which is on at 12 o'clock uh, after our um, morning service next week. And some of you young adults, you're probably just getting out of bed around then. I encourage you to come along to our church picnic because there is going to be lots of intergenerational mingling and it's, uh, it's a good thing. So come along. We love to uh, for you guys, if you're a young adult, to hang out with those that are maybe a bit older but as well one thing I know is true because I keep getting told by young adults to hang around afterwards so can and earn and sell Jim Sims out out there as well we can hang out with some of these young guys afterwards which is always good I'm going to throw to Megan uh, now and uh, I'd love for you Megan to talk a little bit around um, what what stood out to you um, this year in your role uh, being an intern what's been significant for you um, for me, I feel like, well, there's one particular line that Stu Duncan made in our intern sessions, which wasn't, I don't think, necessarily um, directly related to the content of that week, but it was just a, a line that was pretty much like, what are you doing every day that if God showed up, you could still succeed in doing it? And I feel like I just, when he said that, I was like, oh, that's such a good question. And I just like stopped and thought about that. And just really upon thinking about that, I'm like, I don't want to get breakfast every morning if God's not with me. Like, I don't want to be doing absolutely anything if God's not involved in it. Um, and a verse that's been on my heart heaps recently um, for the past few months is um, 1 Corinthians 4, verse um, 7. And this in the New Living Translation, it says something along the lines of, um, if every breath you have is a gift from God, why do you boast as if it's not? And so if every breath I have is a true gift from God, I want to be making sure it's being used to glorify him and him alone like it's a life for life deal I'm here I'm all in and so that's just yeah something that's been really encouraging and I've just enjoyed being able to explore what going deeper for God looks like to me excellent it's good <laughs> well Megan you talk about going deeper and that's really important and significant to you and including God what does that look like in your everyday life? What is that actually in your role as an intern and for you as a friend, as a sister, as a neighbour? What does that look like for you? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, it's just like a constant attitude of prayer and praise. It's like just including God and in, it's literally a constant dialogue with him. Um, and I've got a cool little story that I'm just going to share with you all. Um, you don't really have a choice about whether or not you're going to hear it. I'm just going to share it with you anyway. Um, but a few weeks ago, I was catching the train home from Melbourne after work. Um, and I just had it on my heart to pray. Um, I was like, okay, God, if there's a single person on this train that I know, I pray that I sit next to them. Like, and it was just like such a simple prayer. I didn't really think much of it. And I hopped on this train and it was absolutely packed. Like it was jam packed. And um, I'm walking down this train carriage and um, I almost go to take a seat a few times, but I just feel like I have to keep going. So um, as I'm walking down the train, I spot a spare seat and I'm like, okay, 
that's where I'm sitting. Like I just made a commitment and I like, as I'm sitting down, um, I realized that it's um, Chloe Chang. So those of you who don't know her, she's one of the young adults that attend our church. And I was just like, absolutely blown away. I was just <laughs> like, it's these little things. Um, and oh, sorry, for those of you who don't know Chloe Chang, her and I used to do youth leading together and we hadn't seen each other in a while. So it was just such an awesome opportunity just how God answers the little prayers and he cares about the details he just absolutely loves every single detail of your life like there is nothing too small for him to care about and for me it's seeing him at work in all those little ways that just increases my faith and like my awe and absolute love for him and if he's in the little things then I don't want to miss a moment of it like yeah yeah, it's just so beautiful love that Megan that's great thanks for sharing the little things I think there might be a bit of a theme of that a little bit later too so George I'd love for you to share a little bit as well around your experience at young adults camp and that was quite significant for you a few years back yeah so last year at young adults camp um leading up to camp I um realized that I didn't really have a relationship with God and I didn't know what that meant or what that actually looked like. So in the months leading up to camp, I was just really seeking God on what does a relationship look like with you? How does that, how is that expressed through my life? And yeah, what does that look like? And it was just months of just like seeking God and like frustration at times. And um, yeah, and because I just remember God telling me one one night that we don't have a relationship like you don't know me like relationally like I could know the Bible back to front word for word but not actually know who God is and not actually have a relationship with him Um, yeah like I could like I love sport and like I love basketball and like I could know everything all the different facts about like Michael Jordan but I don't actually know who he is I don't actually have a relationship with him and so that was something really important to me to actually seek what a relationship with God um, and what that looks like. And at camp last year, um, on the Saturday night we'll, uh, during worship, uh, I think the song was Great Are You, Lord. And I just heard in my heart God saying, we now have a relationship and yeah, wow. I'm going to take you into deeper places. Right. And so it, was, it just, was so overwhelming and it was just so awesome. Um, yeah. Was, That's great. Yeah. I love that image of the deeper places, but something when we caught up during the week, which you reflected on is in your role that you've got at the school and just some of the little things yeah. that you've been challenged on and you've seen God at work. Yeah, so I work at Ashby Primary School in, as an education support worker. So I work one-on-one with uh, students or small groups. And there was a class that I've been involved with since I've been there in, since 2018. And um, I really sense that God wanted me to focus on this class of students because and I didn't know why. And I just thought, okay, I'm just going to put everything I have that every day I wake up for work, that I want to bring as much joy, excitement, positivity, and encouragement to as many of these kids as possible. Because I don't know what is going on in their life, in their heads, in their minds, mentally, um, what's going on in their homes and in their home environment, but just to go into that space, into that environment at that school and be a light and be a blessing to these young people that may not necessarily 
have someone in their lives that truly loves and cares them the way Christ uh, loves us and cares for us. Um, yeah, and just on the back of, with like camp and everything that, I know Pastor Matt talks about um, the river and the spirit flowing within us and through us, um, that God really encouraged me to just put faith into action and to just l- flow with the Holy Spirit and to, um, yeah, just to do everything that I could possibly can to encourage these young people. And it's just the little things. Like one thing that I did was I'm going to take my lunch break time and go into their classroom and have lunch with them and just have conversations and simply just build relationships with these kids and get to know them more and actually invest into their lives and take interest in their lives. And I started doing that just once a week and then after a couple of times, every day, like as soon as I'd go to work, these kids are like, oh, can you sit with me at lunch? Can you sit with me at lunch? Are you gonna be sitting with us at lunchtime? They were just genuinely excited about it and it was just awesome and it's just a little thing like like that um, that goes a long way and mm-hmm. it's all the little like one percenters that you do for these kids that over a period of time when you're consistent with those it becomes this really awesome and amazing thing and mm-hmm. yeah and you eventually build that trust and those relationships with these kids and then they start to open up more to you mm-hmm. and talk to you about things that they might not not necessarily talk to their friends or their family mm-hmm. about because you've taken that time and effort to mm. um, get to know them, build those relationships with them, and, um, yeah, just speak life into whatever issues or situations they find themselves in and um, just leaning on Holy Spirit to speak within me and through me into all their situations. And, yeah, just last year was just like this, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just this awesome, like, ride that I was on with all of that and just every day just simply just wanting to bring joy into these kids lives especially with COVID and jumping in and out of remote learning and there was just this sense of lack of motivation and disconnect um, between the kids between their friendship groups um, with their learning and Mm. that even when we were on on doing online learning that I would do a Zoom call with students to just have lunch. So I would mm. take that lunchtime thing that I did with them and cool. um, yeah, and do That's that. Great. Just those little things, even though we couldn't connect with one another in person to yeah. continue investing that time, even though yeah. just using the resources we had available to yeah. continue that. It's really encouraging, George. And I think all of us can be sitting there tonight thinking, oh, well, you know, these guys are interns, I've all got their placement. But I, I love that. That's in your everyday workplace. That you've taken something that God's given you, which is your lunch, <laughs> and you've sat down with a bunch of students and, and that's created door open doors for you to have conversations, some intentionality and that's really powerful. And we'll, we'll see how we go for time, but it may be we may not have it uh, tonight, but I know George has got a letter um, that one of the students wrote to him and you can always ask him about that because that's really amazing. He shared with that with me during the week and it was uh, the impact that you had on those kids' lives. It wasn't just at the time, but it's been um, continuing. So that's uh, that's really powerful. So that's that's so good, mate. So um, Josh, I want to ask you a little bit around uh, your life and some of this stuff which we we're talking about is 
with in internships is important and what God's doing there. But there's some stuff that you experienced even last year where things was a, were a bit hard for you, mate, where you reflected when we caught up during the week. And just you could talk through that. That'd be great. Yeah, so grew up in church, sheltered kind of um, Christian kid, moved out last year to work at Camp Wilkin um, down in Anglesey. So I lived there and I got my nice independent faith through COVID. It was a great, it wasn't like easy, I was down there, wasn't coming to church or anything, but um, yeah, I found this groove, got in these good habits, and just waking up and choosing to read the Bible for like, whatever, 10 minutes, just put on a bit of worship, it was like an easy decision, and I felt like I just floated, floated, floated along, just like, it was pretty easy, pretty nice, um, and then a big, big-ish for me, life decision came up December last year, and a few other things as well, just kind of um, piled on top of me and I just the way I tried to work through those problems was just through thinking and just um, trying to comprehend and understand like do I choose this job do I choose this job how do I go about choosing making this decision um, yeah so it got real hard this year like I was just grinding like trying to wake up and um, put on some worship it was just a real grind a real effort like push through and and just to read the bible like talk about like knowing jesus um or knowing about jesus i feel like i was just reading for information and so yeah got through this grind where i was just thinking about everything and yeah coming coming um along now i'm just like i just want to choose faith i don't want to try and understand it so yeah wow choosing faith it's uh, really powerful josh but i'd love you to just unpack that a little bit more for us if that's okay because uh, that's a nice line at which it is but what does that look like yeah so for me tangling myself up in all those thoughts um just yeah trying to like there's topics um with discussions from both sides and i'm just trying to rationalize and understand it and um i just get to the end of my thoughts I've comprehended all I can comprehend and I'm just in this space of cluelessness and I just sit there and um, I'm just like, oh, like, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a hard one. But that's, that's not how this whole thing works. Like Matt preaches, stands up here. I've listened. I've been in, that, like, in those seats for years listening to him say, you can't grasp God, but you can be grasped, grasped by God. And so that's how this thing works. Like... I'm not going to try and understand God. I'm not going to try and um, see it all. But I just need to stop thinking, start listening, um, sit, in a, sit in a bit of silence, um, read the Word just to, to let Jesus' revelation come to me rather than for me to, yeah. to chase that. Got to seek, knock, and um, yeah, try and find it. But yeah, got to be still and let that, yeah, let God do the work. Um, yeah. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. And that's a struggle for me because I want to know. I want to know what I want to do next year. I want to I know things right and I want to see things. But yeah, I remember standing here getting baptized when I was 16 and I had this image in my mind where everything was pretty dark, but just a meter around me was um, a bit of light where Jesus shone that light and he showed me what I need to do right now. So that's how this thing works. It's not through trying to understand it and see it, but through letting God reveal it to you in his timing. So, it's a powerful image, Josh. That's really good. 
Thanks for sharing uh, so vulnerably about that because I think there's something for all of us in that around, uh, yeah, that, that spotlight image uh, is, is so true and, and uh, we, we can all relate to that. So, George, you're now serving with uh, kids and, and you're down on Sunday morning, just bringing the energy and the life down there. But if you could just share a little bit about uh, families and what's something that God's really stirred in you about your role uh, serving our young kids. I know my two sons absolutely love you and you serve your heart out down there, but I'd love for you to share a bit about that, mate. Yeah, so um, serving kids, I mean, um, it's just awesome that not only just me, but all the other kids men leaders that we all have a part to play in this ministry and that may look different from one person to the other and it's just great that we all may look different we we all may have different interests different passions different jobs everything different that there's a diverse great diverse group of leaders but the awesome thing is on Sunday mornings every other day of the week that we all wake up to look like Jesus and that may look differently from person to person, but it's us just surrendering to who God has created us to be and with our unique personalities and um, what God's put in our hearts as leading these kids um, within this ministry to um, impart what Christ can look like in their lives and what loving others and loving their friends and their families can really look like. and. It's just awesome that we get the opportunity to do that every Sunday um, and to encourage them to live a Christ-like life. That's great, mate. Yeah. Yeah, well, we are so grateful for your service with our kids and the families down there. I really appreciate you, mate. I know our boys definitely do, so thanks a heap. I'm going to... have uh, you, Megan, just share a little bit around something that uh, the other day, this is a quote from you, so you've been quoted. Um, I can't be a constant person in someone's life but God can be. Would you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, of course. And I feel like that's something I feel like being, we're all being human that we just know is true. Like we've all been disappointed by other people and we've all no doubt disappointed others. And that's just the reality of being human. But I think um, this was something I suppose I was very fortunate enough to develop an understanding of this truth um, from a very young age. Um, So just a little bit about me. I um, grew up with Christian grandparents. So um, they are phenomenal and I'm beyond thankful for the influence they've had in my life but I basically grew up spending most of my mornings and after school at my grandparents place where we pretty much would just um, sing praise songs to Jesus and pray and get into the word and so as a kid I feel like I just had a very firm foundation of knowing who God was or like that Jesus loved me Um, but I suppose this um, revelation of knowing that God's the only thing you can truly depend on um, really was something that cemented to me and became real when I was about 10 years old so um, when I was 10 my parents got a divorce um, and it was probably not the easiest thing it was pretty messy but um, being the oldest of my four full younger siblings and I I feel like I just took a lot of weight on myself and I saw the heartache and the 
I suppose the difficulties they were struggling with and as a result of that, I was like, I can't tell you how I'm feeling because I'm just going to break your heart. So from the age of 10, I was like, okay, God, like it's you and I, like we got this. Um, And it was pretty much just that idea of like Jacob wrestling with God, like not letting go of God until he blesses me. And I was like, God, this situation is a mess. This is horrible. There's so much heartache, but I know you can do better. And I think like as a kid, there were just so, there was so much heartache and confusion, but it was just so incredible. Like now looking back at it to see how God's hand was just over this like young child. Um, But this revelation I think was enhanced even more when I was 12. So um, it was the first week of my year seven and my mum actually left and has since been a registered missing person with no one hearing from her in over nine and a half years. And so I think this is like a, a teenager just kind of starting and entering into a new world of high school was just like such a whirlwind and just like truly just forced to depend on God because you're like well like your parents like you would typically think as a kid they were pretty um great people to depend on but not having that it's just like was forced intimacy with God but it wasn't necessarily like an easy thing like it was years of just heartache and crying out to him and just knowing that he could redeem this situation and like there's still so much that like I feel like God is to do in my family and I'm just so confident that he will restore anything that the locusts have stolen like it's actually his and like there's nothing this world can do to shake that and um, so I think that's where my real revelation and understanding of true dependency on God came from but um, something that God's placed on my heart a lot recently is that your greatest ministry comes from your greatest hurt Um, And this was just such, like, I think in discovering this just brought a new level of healing that's required because you can give the depths of your heart to God, but to actually allow him to use that to minister to others is like a whole new level. And so when um, I felt God put it on my heart to do the internship and I was praying, I was like, God, what area do you want me to go in? And he, he made it so clear. He's like, Megan, you're doing kids ministry. And I was like, you're funny. I was like, no way am I doing kids ministry. Um, Because I, um, previously to that, like I remember at the end of 2020 when I moved out of home, having conversations with my sister being like, I don't think I ever want to have kids. And I don't think I'm ever going to work with kids. Like I'm just done looking after people. Like I was so exhausted. I was like, I can't do this. Um, And so it's just been so incredible how God's like actually placed this on my heart and just been like, you know, like I see this hurt. Like I see this pain and I see you not lacking, like lacking that mother figure in your life. But he's like, you know what? That doesn't matter because I'm here and that's now going to be one of your ministries. And so um, it was just like, I suppose this wild journey of letting God actually take what what's so deep and like that pain that's within your heart and handing it over to him and saying it's actually yours because if I don't give that to God then like I'm actually inhibiting the growth which can be done in the kingdom and like that's a pretty selfish thing for me to be doing um And it takes a lot and it's not something that happens overnight. Like this has been a process that God's literally had to work on my heart since the day like mum would have left or since the day those things happened. And so it's been just a wild journey. And it's like in Deuteronomy, um, it says like, God says, I will drive the nations out before you little by little. And he just assures you constantly of the victory that's to come. Mm. And so, yeah, your greatest hurt, um, 
yeah, will be your greatest ministry. And so just continue to give that to God again and again. Um, I think there's a Bible verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. I don't know if it's going to come up, but if not, I've got here my it is. Bible here. Oh, lovely. So praise be to God and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of old comfort all comfort, who comforts us um, for all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And like, amen to that. I'm like, <laughs> it's the comfort we receive from God that allows us to go forth and do ministry. So, yeah. Oh, so good, Megan. So good. Oh man, I wish I had my pen and uh, I'd take some notes. That was some good stuff there. So really encouraged um, tonight. We're going to uh, use this as an opportunity tonight because there might be something that uh, God's really speaking to you about. It might be something that, that Josh talked about with you know, living a life where you're just overthinking, trying to resolve or trying to plan your life out just you know, months or, or years ahead and, and uh, allowing God just to be God, letting God take a grasp of you. It may be something that uh, you've been challenged that you can live out your life uh, through God in your workplace, just as George uh, is, has been someone in his uh, workplace that he's um, allowed time uh, to connect and, and the little things, just coming alongside people, whatever that looks like, or maybe something that, that Megan said uh, tonight that has really spoken to you. I know that has really spoken to me personally about something, so I appreciate all of you guys. And, uh, and I really am going to use this uh, as a chance for us to actually spend some time in prayer. I think some of these things we, uh, that maybe God's stirring or bringing uh, to the surface in our hearts, in our lives, that we can actually commit them to God and allow God to take a hold of those things and actually we surrender and give God control of those things. Because so often we can allow some things in our life to take control and take a grip and uh, I really as I was preparing uh, this week for what we were going to do here I just really felt God um, really speak to my heart around loosening for us as a church and even for me personally that we need to and some things that we can hold in our hands we actually need to loosen the grip Whatever that is, if that's a, a relationship that's maybe gone uh, a little uh, pear-shaped and things aren't working well and we're still trying really hard to make it right, we maybe need to loosen the grip of that. It might be something uh, that we're just really battling with constantly. We just need to loosen the grip of trying to do it in our own strength and allow God to take a hold. And uh, I really encourage you in that, uh, in that to loosen the grip whatever that looks like for you tonight. And uh, I know uh, you guys have been a great encouragement uh, to, to not only to me, but to everyone tonight and, and what you guys are doing, serving uh, our church and our church community in the way and our uh, Geelong community in your workplaces, in your connections, been an encouragement. So I'm going to um, uh, invite our music team to come back up and I'm going to actually, uh, actually invite uh, a couple of people to come up and we're going to actually spend a bit of time um, just in prayer. If you guys could just stand with me, that'd be great. I'm actually going to invite just a couple of people to get around some of these guys. I might invite Kia and, and um, Georgia Pearson, if you could just come up. I know you've got a real uh, big heart for, for youth and young people. Look at you, ready to go. Robbie, if you could jump up and sell. I know actually your anchor, you stay there here. We've got to uh, chill for a bit. Matt, if you wanted to jump up, we're just going to just, um, just pray uh, for these guys and what God's doing in our midst. And I love Georgia, if that's okay. I know I haven't talked to you about this, but if you could just, I'm just going to lead a bit of prayer, and then if you could just pray and close, that would be amazing. Thanks, Georgia. 
Father God, we just thank you for the testimony uh, tonight of these guys. We just thank you, Father God, for our three interns that are here tonight. We also just thank you for Christopher and Jess as well. And we just uh, are so thankful, Lord. Our hearts uh, are full tonight of thanksgiving, of gratitude for what you are doing in the, these guys' lives. We are blessed, Lord, to hear their stories and to hear uh, their journeys and, God, what you're doing uh, have been doing and what you're going to continue to do. So we just say thanks tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Father, we thank you for each of their lives, all five of the interns, Lord God. And we, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is just stirring so much in each of their hearts. Lord God, you want our hearts more than anything else. It's thank what you, you want Lord. for um, each of the interns, every single person here tonight, Lord God. And um, we thank you for the lessons that they've shared tonight, the, the lessons that have come through um, great nurturing, through heartache and uh, through their willingness to get out there into the community and love on others. So, Father God, we thank you for their open hearts, for their willingness to be vulnerable with us tonight. And I, I pray for every single person that is here tonight that learnt something. If the Holy Spirit um, touched your heart tonight, uh, if your heart was jumping or your stomach stirring, Lord God, we just yeah. ask that you continue to press your finger into that, um, into that area of learning. Uh, and I just pray for every heart to be open tonight to receiving from you what it is that you want to hear. And we thank you for using these amazing young people to, to speak to us deeply. And we ask you continue to stir within their lives. Continue to stir them up to be passionate for your your kingdom and your people in this city, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Georgia.